Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Oh, we... I think we're rolling, man. This is my... Bro, <laughs> 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 no, usually you say, you're net... Oh, no. Wait, no, you're last. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Uh, Go. Mike Trombley from Red House Electronics. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome. And I have got somebody super special Sitting right across from me, not Mike's special too, but there's another extra special dude here. Uh, Chase Gullet from uh, Chasing Vintage Guitars. Yes, sir. Chasing Vintage Guitars. I have been waiting about, uh, it's got to be a year and a half anyways, trying to get, (laughs) trying to coordinate this, uh, which is hilarious because you live like maybe 20 minutes away. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Not hilarious on, on like, wow, you really... Made this difficult. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't mean to. It was just uh, no. Things get complicated, yeah, man. Things get busy, but it's also one of those things. Is maybe twenty. It's more like maybe thirty, thirty-five. But I, you know, I didn't want to just actually phone it in. You know, uh, yeah, those those don't go well. I uh, I didn't want to do uh, that because uh, you're close uh. enough. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, for everybody out there listening, welcome. We're glad you are listening. We're glad you have chosen our podcast to download. Um, We greatly appreciate all your contact. In fact, right before we rolled in here, I got a a comment from Liam Martin, who joined our Facebook group. He's coming out of Sydney, Australia. It's just, again... When you're when you're doing your thing in your own little world, and then someone from across the world, you know, shakes your hand, that's pretty cool. And so I greatly appreciate that, everybody. So we're recording today in a very special place in an undisclosed location. We're in Chase's workshop, and it's pretty dang cool here. We, uh, you know, we're right in the thick of everything that he does, well, everything he's building and working on. So Chase builds some really, really beautiful guitars. Uh, if you have been following along at all, you've known that I've mentioned them a couple times and uh, have definitely posted a few things on Facebook group. These are 100% handmade. They have a ton of amazing detail. We're going to get into all that business. I just, I'm, I'm so glad we get to share this with everybody. But right now, let's let's just kind of touch on what's going on in our music world at the moment and spin the wheel of Mike. Okay, so... Oh, wait a minute. I almost forgot. We're missing Jared today. Oh, snap. Oh, pour a little out for Jared. Don't pour so... any, though, because it'll get really sticky on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Jared had something that took him away from the podcast and he was very distraught this is i think you know i think this is the first one that he's that he's missed uh, since he's been an active knob and um so jared we're missing you today and uh we wish you were here we're having a really killer time oh it's amazing yeah so much fun we are having fun when we showed up let me just give a little bit of context and then we'll get into what we've been doing this week but sorry to cut you off mike um we rolled up and Chase greeted us at the at the front and we came in and instantly just started geeking out on everything that we had to talk to each other about about guitars. Mike brought in a pedal board full of his Red House electronics pedals 
And then Very Chase tasty. said, well, I better go grab the, the Mesa Boogie. We just jammed. Start tearing it up. <laughs> yeah. And don't kid yourself. Chase plays a mean guitar. He tell you, he'll yeah. tell you he won't, but... I heard some mighty, mighty tasty stuff coming out of there. A little bit of the nuge. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He busted out the nuge. I just like yeah. to say nuge. Yeah. The, the nuge. The nuge. And that one's for Joe Branton. So anyhow, it's been great. Like, I almost forgot that we were here to do a podcast. It's been fun. I almost you forgot we were feel t- very welcome, and I really appreciate that. Good. You guys are more than yes. welcome. Come back anytime. Bring the pedals. Oh, cool. Tomorrow. Okay. Let's do that. So anyways, Mike, let's get back into this because we got a lot to talk to Chase about. What'd you do this week? What's going on? Okay, so uh, this week, mm, so it's going to sound really elementary, but like I went and bought new patch cables um, I, for the longest time. Why does that sound elementary? I don't know. I just uh, usually I feel like other, you know, I don't have anything grand as far as like new pedals, new amps or anything, but patch cables. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, usually, you know, like I, you know, buy the solderless, uh, patch cables, which, mm-hmm. you know, not too much of an issue, but I'm just, when it comes to assembly, I'm not the best and I get really impatient at it. So, uh, so recently I just been buying soldered patch cables and just recently I picked up the pancake and, uh, it's my first time using the pancake patch cables mm-hmm. and, uh, Dude, I just love the way they save so much space on my pedal board. And so I'm actually able to cram at least a couple more pedals, you know. Um, you do yeah. have a pretty tight pedal board. Yeah. Pretty tight pedal board. Yeah, super tight. That. <laughs> but uh But yeah, so I did the, did the pan, pancake uh, patch cables. And I just bought a couple just to see how they'd roll. And they've been working out fine. And so I'm actually going to order a couple more and uh, see how that goes. Any but, particular kind of your getting or uh these ones a million out there so oh yeah there's there's a ton out there and like i said i just bought some just to see how they work and fit um i bought some of the hosa ones or something they were just off of amazon Mm -hmm. but i might check out some other companies you know support some local biz yeah um but yeah so um you know who's got some really slick pancake patch cables is uh hank at rattlesnake oh yeah and he's from montana too and he's from montana and he hand makes them yeah. So if anybody's looking for good patch cables, check them out. Hometown state. Uh oh yeah, that's where you're from there. Yeah. 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 Montana. So yeah. you guys are probably friends. Yeah. I'll do where yeah. <laughs> everybody in Montana knows everybody. <laughs> it's a sm- yeah. it's a little neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a huge state or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Chase, what's going on with you, man? I guess uh, today actually was a pretty cool day for uh, us uh, as uh, Chasing Vintage Guitars, I guess. Um, we uh, added an artist to our roster, Nathan Travis. Kid is just phenomenal. He's like the triple threat. He writes songs. He plays a mean guitar, and he's got a great voice. So um, he's going to be uh, heading down to Nashville here pretty soon and cool. doing some things. And so you guys should check him out. Uh, yeah. What did he – What did he, you want to – can you disclose what uh, he – 
Oh, he's uh, he's playing our uh, Model T right now. Okay. Um, he picked up uh, a Model T from us. Uh, it's uh, actually it's a gorgeous guitar. One of my favorite builds as far as the uh, color combination. It's got a great like whitewash finish. Um, so it's like a transparent. You can see like the ash. You do body a wicked whitewash, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. So it's uh, the whitewash, and then he's got the tort bindings, which you know from a distance you're like, oh, that's cool. It's you know it's a black bound telly, but like you get on it and you're like, oh wow, you know this tort really like when the light comes through and like reflects back, it really like pops pops nice mm-hmm. and um adds a good little flavor to it um it's double bound too which i think is the only way a telly should be I'll, I'll sacrifice the belly cut for the double bindings any day yeah um and uh gold pick yard uh set up with uh seymour duncan pickups uh had the uh jerry donahue in the bridge there um it's great pickup too it's um very nice like telly twang but it doesn't get so far into the ice pick range so it's real versatile kid just great guitar player though so uh you should keep an eye out for him yeah for sure for sure yeah uh that's where can they go where can they see what this guitar might look like uh we've got he will be posting some pictures i'm sure on his site uh nathantravismusic.com we've got some pictures on our instagram and probably somewhere on our Facebook, still a little bit of that. The Model T is our, uh, you know, Tele style guitar, and we've kind of um, been focused the last year mostly on the uh, Challengers and the Cudas, and we've got another one kind of in the works. You guys got to see that a, a little bit earlier. That'll. Uh, um, be revealed in the future. <laughs> uh, actually, if uh, you guys want to pop over and follow us on Instagram, we're like 300 likes away from 5K, and nice. 5K is when we drop the photo bomb of the new model. So um, I've seen it; it's pretty sweet. Thanks. What's the Insta handle? Uh, it is uh, chasing underscore vintage underscore guitars. I always pick the longest names. It's <laughs> I'm bad at picking the names. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we were just talking about the, uh, so obviously your name is Chase yeah, and your, your brand is called Chasing Vintage, which gives you some, some troubles sometimes. You it does. That. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a, a, a poor, I overthought it in my mind. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be slick, you know, like, so like even the logo, it's my initials, yeah. like the shield logo. It's a it's, great logo. That's oh, one you. of the best guitar logos Thanks, out man. there. I mean, no, like legit thank you yeah it's uh it's my initials but it's also like so like it's you know cag chase allen gullet and then uh the initials cvg so it's basically i just flipped the a inside there and i was like oh it's gonna be cool i'm gonna be like da vinci code you know it's gonna be all you know this and it was it was just dumb it was it was poor poor naming so cvg is kind of like the what i'm you know it's kind of the Paul Reed Smith, PRS, right, Chasing right, right. Vintage, CVGs, yeah. kind of, I guess, where my brain thought that was going to go. So we'll see how it pans out over time. But um, yeah. yeah, great guitars, bad name. It should be like the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully, if you guys are if you guys are listening, I mean, hopefully, I know you're listening. That's why you're hearing me right now. But we are located in an undisclosed place that has... Got a little bit of traffic right next to us, so hopefully that's uh, not too bad of an issue and you can stick it out with us. We greatly appreciate it. It's just we couldn't not do it in the workroom. We're literally recording at a table saw right now. I've got all the mics hooked up. We've got everything spread out on this table saw. Mike, don't cut yourself. <laughs> and uh, 
it's definitely unique. I mean, it, it's bringing a vibe t- to us right now. That definitely I'm way different than the usual interview place. Yeah, for sure. So for me, for my guitar week, I, I'm beside myself because I just got a really killer deal on a guitar that I've been wanting for some time. Uh, actually, in the, right in the middle of our uh, one of the last interviews that we did with uh, Metaverse, uh, I got my I got the the message that okay, like we well, let's do this. Nice. And I I told Matt I said, Matt, you're gonna have to be you're gonna can you, can I call you right back in like in like an hour, please. And he's like, yeah, Matt, do no problem. So I I raced down and uh, to the parking lot and met the dude. And gave him my money. He gave me a really good deal. And I got uh, my black Hagstrom Viking. Nice. Ooh. And man, it's sweet. <laughs> I just love it. That's dedication. Oh, man. I. It's just, it has, you know, I love the, the, the 335 style. I have a Sheraton 2. So I'm a fan of that style, the, the semi-hollow. And I'm starting a new project. And... I bought one guitar for it and I had to get the other one for it. I tend to do that if I get really excited about a project. I'm like, it needs these kind of guitars, right? So the first one I got for the project is uh, a Les Paul special double cutaway. Mm. And then that's black and I had to get a gold pick guard. Mm. And then this one, it's the finish on, on this is really sweet because it's like a, it's like an old piano. So it's not, it's not, like pure 100% gloss piano black. It just kind of looks like an old, an older piano. It just, there's something to it that, that just, it has some class so to attractive, it. man, <laughs> but it's not like, it's not the super high polish. It's just got a, it's got some extra got kind of it. worn in feel to it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And That's it has cool. just the right amount of age to it. And think I plugged it in and it's like, man, just rock just poured out of the thing. I was like so happy. Nice. Uh, anyway, so I was super excited about that. I'll probably post some pictures of it, you know, pretty Please soon because oh yeah, I got to do yeah. that. I did have to sacrifice two guitars for it, <laughs> but but they were ones that I was willing to move to part with. Yeah, it's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, I would like to keep them all, but got responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, enough about me. Um, I'm sad we can't ask Jared what he's been up to because he'd probably uh, tell us about his Gibson L6. Nice. <laughs> My buddy used to have one of those. Yeah, the orange sparkle. Anyways, so did we ended up did mentioning it. Great. I just did that to myself. <laughs> okay, guys. So we are in the garage with Chase. A little bit of background why we wanted to pull him into this. When I went moved here to Ohio... I went to the, the first guitar show I went here. I, I walked in, I turned left, I saw this display with arguably some of the most beautiful guitars that I'd really seen, period. And not only were they, you know, beautiful to look at, but they were actually pretty unique as well in their, uh, in, in, in the, the approach, the design approach. Uh, a couple of the things that really struck me about it, it uh, about you know his the way that he was doing things was there was a there's a reach towards the, the vintage but not a, in a in an obligatory way, 
the the tastefulness of the the small details it's one thing to just kind of see an image of a guitar and just say oh that one looks pretty cool but then you get up and you hold it and you see all of these small details that make up the whole and you you understand why you can't take your eyes off and why it feels special why it looks special and to know that the guy right in front of me built that with his bare hands in a town really close to wherever I may or may not live. (laughs) (laughs) See, you understand. (laughs) And, you know, I just had an immediate connection, got to talking and, uh, Chase is a super nice guy. Uh, obviously really passionate about his work. And I thought, man, I really got to share this with everybody. So you were officially slated to be the very first guest on the podcast. Oh, that's cool. So we 40, just, yeah. 45 episodes later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. See, you must have been operating on my schedule. I'm like, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, yeah. give me, give me, uh, run a little behind you. Yeah. So it, it happens, man. <laughs> things, things happen. It gets busy and it's fine. Well, I, and I had no problem with it because I, I think just after our first conversation, I, I knew that, you know, the door was going to be open. Always. I made it open to you. You made yep. it open to me. So here we are, and I couldn't be more thrilled. I'm just glad we finally got to sit down. I mean, we spent uh, we played email tag for <laughs> six, time. seven months there for a while. Yeah, and so just, it's just just to, you know, just to get to the yeah, sometime in the future. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. But you're busy making lots of guitars, and yeah, that's trying uh, to be. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know? So whenever whenever I'm talking to somebody about guitars and stuff. Uh, I always like to get an idea of like, you know, where's your background? How did you end up here? And we won't beat that to death and make it a long, super long drawn out thing. But I, I'd really love to know where you started in guitar. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. There I am with the us and ums. Um, when I was, when I was a kid, my, my family's very, um, gospel oriented you know i grew up uh grandma played piano in the church and aunts and uncles would you know pick banjo and play guitar and bass and you know you name it and they were playing it so you know i grew up in a very musical family and um before i could even play guitar i thought guitars were cool because you know my old man liked eddie van halen and eddie van halen was ripping on guitar so guitars are awesome yeah um you know i had a grandpa that uh ran like a secondhand shop um out in uh it's a very small town in Ohio, uh, Chesterville, Ohio, and uh, it was uh, called the Secondhand Rose. And, um, you know, he would hang out there all the time. And, you know, it's five or six and, you know, uh, a ball of um, creativity yeah. <laughs> is a polite <laughs> way to put it, you terms. know, with uh, markers on the walls and things of that nature. So, you know, we're out there and uh, I pay two dollars for this old Harmony, you know, piece of junk you know that off the wall and thought it was the coolest thing take it home don't even know how to play a guitar take it apart paint it up like you know it's eddie van halen's guitar and think it's the coolest thing and that was kind of like the initial like first memory i have of like a guitar was me destroying a guitar <laughs> you know in, in a way you know it never went back to you know it's like six or seven years old i didn't know how to use a soldering iron i cut sure. the wires you know so um uh, fast forward to, you know, 15, 16 years old, um, started, you know, uh, reading guitar world and things like that. Learned, you know, learned from tablature, you know, that's, that's the way to that's get the way I did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> But you know, I mean, so, uh, do you remember what your first tab was? Um, 
Smells that, like that Teen you actually Spirit, like learned, I think. learned. The first full song was Smells Like Teen Spirit. What a classic. Yeah. So, you know, it was, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want, ask me what mine was. Hey, Todd, what was yours? <laughs> Holy Wars. From Megadeth. See, that's so much more impressive, though. He went from zero to ten really quick. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, man, I hit, I hit two notes. Ding, ding. I was like, I'm a rock star. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't, I don't know why. You I just did went that. for it. I, 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 I guess so. Yeah. Well, that's good though. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah, uh, I mean, you know, kind of uh, did that. Played around in bands and stuff. Um, as I grew up, I uh, got into cabinetry and um, manufacturing. Worked a handful of you know different jobs you know for years at a time, um, kind of developing my skill set and how to build things. And you know, of course, eventually you're like, oh, you know, I think I'm gonna try to make a guitar. So uh, four four years, five years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. I you know um, took the first step. I did uh, you know I found a you know looking for cheap guitars on Craigslist, you know, the old, you were talking about earlier, the sketchy meet in the parking lot. Like, Hey man, meet at the KFC, get some fried chicken and EMG 81. (laughs) All right. So, you know, you, you go out and you, you know, you do the thing. So uh, I found this Craigslist ad and, um, it was for a, uh, you know, a carbon neck through blank mm-hmm. and, you know, some pieces of mahogany, you know, and it was like super good deals, like a hundred bucks, like the carbon neck. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it was just a pile of parts. I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, I'll try it. So I did, of course, you know, the quintessential, I'm going to make a Paul Reed Smith style guitar and carve top. And, you know, it was, it was cool. It came, I still, still have that guitar actually. It came really? out, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it out and let you guys oh, check man, it out before you awesome. split. Yeah, You'll we'll see number one. So, you know, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. And, you know, tried it. It came out a little better than I thought it would. Tried it again. They also came out. And then I found myself, like, really limited by buying prefab necks. I'm like, man, I'd like to start getting into some inlay work and some things like that. So, you know, next step, I buy a bandsaw. And then I'm like, oh, well, you know, I start doing this. I don't know how the bandsaw went. I went zero to 100 there. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> worked in the cabinet shops. Um learned how to, you know, kind of self-taught in the Luthery end of things. And, uh, um, you know, just kind of started building guitars. They kept getting nicer as I went. And, you know, then I started doing my own thing and, uh, people started recognizing it as something that was kind of cool and unique. And, uh, now we're here. So, um, that's kind of the general rundown, I guess. So when did you start doing the carpentry? Uh, when I was 16, 17, I started, um, part-time in the summers. I'd go out and, uh, started doing interior trim first, like running baseboard and things like that. And then, um, left there. I went to a, uh, industry that made, uh, mobile, uh, mobile command centers and mobile video trucks. Essentially it's like Super Bowl, like all the cameras feed into like the giant semi thing. Um, uh, kind of went into that industry, which was really kind of a, a cool turning point because, that was one of the first times I saw things really develop into, um, you know, people actually building stuff from raw materials. You know, I mean, it was, we would literally take, you know, sheets of aluminum and, you know, take them to the press break and, you know, bend things, bend up boxes, bend up, you know, we made everything from scratch and it was really kind of cool to like, like, wow, you know, this is how these things are made. It's not some crazy magic robot somewhere. It's just 
guys like me doing a task and you know it's it's a bunch of small steps you just do each step and then eventually you have a finished thing and that was kind of like a cool thing that set with me you know from there on out as to how to construct things and how to build things was you know it's just one step at a time and just do it well and then move to the next one and do it well and uh that kind of yeah just did you find it like um, did you find like a huge difference in going from because i'm assuming because there's a high level of detail with guitars i mean you know because i mean you know adjustments are made really fine yeah thousands of an inch so when you went from doing cabinets to doing guitars did you notice that uh as far as me like when i'm doing you know pedals i know that in, you know, I know when I mess up on something, I'm like, oh gosh, but you know, somebody else wouldn't notice that. Yeah. And so did you find it uh, hard to, I mean, you know, focus on the details without getting too focused on the details, if that makes sense? Oh, I know. Yes. Um, initially I, I was lucky that, uh, after I left, um, the, the mobile, uh, vehicle, you know, kind of sort of like RV type thing. Anyway, when, once I left there, I went to, uh, the, I went to work at, um, worth cabinetry there, you know, he was doing like aircraft grade stuff. I mean, it was just like incredibly high end cabinetry. And I actually owe a lot to, uh, Matt worth as a mentor. Um, like I would not be able to do what I do now. had it not been for him. Um, you know, he, he really, uh, pushed me in that like detail oriented, uh, fashion, you know? And, um, so coming from there, actually that just prior to this, um, I was, you know, moonlight on the weekends and stuff. I'd go in on the weekend and he was nice enough to open up the shop to me. You know, I'd go in and, you know, I'd work on guitars on the weekends and then, you know, eventually it just turned into, Hey, I'm going to, you know, step out on my own and this is what I'm going to do. So, um, yeah, I owe a lot to him in, in that regard. Uh, but I, you know, it, I wasn't as good as I thought I was <laughs> either yeah. when I, when I first kind of, uh, came out, you know, some of the, you know, first couple of guitars, it's, um, you know, you start looking back on things and you start seeing little details here and then you're like, Oh wow. Like, you know, that was, I thought that was the greatest thing ever when I did it, but looking at it now, I mean, that's, that's a little rough, you know, here and there. So, you know, there was a little bit of a learning curve there. So thank you to the close friends for the first, you know, five or six builds and, uh, you know, patience and things. But, um, as it went, I mean, it just, you know, I, uh, I, I partnered up with a, a gentleman and he's, you know, the, the partner of the company and, um, he's a you know huge guitar collector. So it was kind of nice is, you know, as I, as I would, uh, build stuff, I'd, you know, take it out to him and he'd, you know, like 100%, like, tear it apart. And I'm like, that's what I need, yeah. you know? So it was kind of cool. Cause as I was getting started, you know, I take stuff out and he's like, Oh man, he's like, this is great. But you know, like right around here, you got just a little, you know, there's a little, little, little nub right there, you know, can you, that you should be a little, yeah. 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 And it was, okay. it was nice. It you was need somebody in your yeah. life that'll do that for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I, even I, if you're not building something, yeah, you know, you know, I, I try to push and, um, you know, have an eye for that and, uh, but having an extra set of eyes is definitely, definitely helpful with that. And we're getting to the point now where it, it, it kind of, uh, it was nice because it very quickly turned into almost like a game. Like, what can you find now? <laughs> you know, where I, there's, there's two mistakes on that guitar. Where are they? Uh, man, let me, let me get out my, let me get out my three times readers here and, <laughs> and you know, go at it. And yeah. so it kind of turned into like, uh, it was, it was very, um, helpful, you know, and then, you know, 20, 30 guitars later, you know, now, you know, it's, you know, they're just, they just are what they are. Yeah. Now, Cause so. that's something I always wondered because, you know, when you're, 
you know, when you're just cutting a piece of wood to put on a porch or something, you know, just to do a repair or something like that, you kind of have this leeway of like, you know, at least like eighth of an inch or something like that that you can get away with. But when it comes to the guitars, there's no slacking on that, you know, detail. And that's what always just, you know, is mind boggling for me as far as when it gets down to, you know, because I don't build guitars or anything like that. And that's just something always blows my mind because, you know, when you pick it up, I mean, you feel the imperfections, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I just feel like that would be really stressful to yeah. have to build. Well, <laughs> to the point where Chase was kind enough to show us a, a, a prototype that, uh, you know, I said, can I pick it up? He says, yeah, you know, the next knot bolted on, he's, I make a tight joint and I, and I it, <laughs> it was, I mean, you couldn't fit a piece of paper between that joint. You know, and that's a kind of that was a Harley. Oh, that was a big boy. <laughs> yeah, we get this. Um, so you know, just just that uh, that how you get down to that amount doesn't come easy, and it doesn't. And you can't rush that. I imagine. Right? No, no, you get everything really close, and then, I mean, it's it's a lot of like fine tuning. I mean, once once it almost fits. You know, you're like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's there, it's it's almost there, you know, perfect. Mm-hmm. You got like two more hours of just like, you know, one pass with a little bit of sandpaper, right. one little, you know, nudge with a chisel, and I mean, it's, but it matters. I I think it matters. I mean, there's, you know, sure it's, it it's debatable, I guess, as anything else is nitro versus poly, and you know, yeah. a million other like fire starting conversations. But I think a tight neck joint is very important. I um, agree. It just, you know, it transfers everything. Well, and, and you're not doing bolt on either. So no, like, let's no, clear. every. Think, yeah, that. it's all set neck. So, yeah, um, yeah it's I, I haven't done a bolt on in a long time. <laughs> I think that's you know I just want to touch on something when you started going to um, the decision to actually build a guitar. You know, you started. You said you started with that that first one, which was mm-hmm. a kit, and it was a neck through. Yeah. So, at what point did you did you say I'm ready to do a neck and talk i would love because that's where i get hung up like yeah i get people telling me all the time because of my design background and my uh, you know uh attention to to aesthetic and and because i run a guitar podcast they're like dude you should build a guitar and i'm like no way man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because not because i don't want to because i love doing you know i, I started i build pedals every once in a while right yeah because i like doing i like getting my hands on things but that right there, the neck is enough to make me go, do not kid yourself, bro. <laughs> They're not that bad, man. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's one step at a time. I mean, it really is that simple. Um, I mean, you want to, you know, you want to try to excel at every one of the steps that you yeah. go, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, you got 22 fret slots, it's still just 22 single cuts, you know, and, and, um, it's a lot of, a, a lot of math and a lot of layout is, mm-hmm. I guess, really the, the biggest thing there, a lot of double checking yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end it's, it is that simple. You do one step, you do the next step, you do the next step and it just kind of goes. Um, yeah, for me though, it was about three guitars in, um, I decided it was time to start building necks. I yeah. was like, you know, I was like, I, you know, this is cool, but I'd really like to, you know, have a little more leeway. It was actually the, f- uh, I remember what the initial, I made two baritones and, oh. um, 
it's hard to find a baritone neck, especially if you're wanting to do a neck through. And so I did, um, a couple of baritones, uh, for my friend Brock. And, um, when I built those guitars, that was kind of like, was the tipping point was, well, you know, you can't go buy this, so you've got to build it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they were 27 and three quarter inch scale. And, uh, I still offer a 27 and three quarter inch scale. If somebody orders one, um, but it's not something I do as like a standard, uh, model. Um, and, you know, so that was kind of what started that. And then after that, I did, uh, the first, uh, screaming chicken prototype, um, which was, uh, this, I was, you know, I was dead set when I first started this, that, you know, the neck through was like the, the way to go, you know, it was the, that's the absolute best guitar. And as I've found, I actually, I'm a big fan of the set neck. Um, it's tonality wise. It's nice. I, I use a deep, uh, tendon on it too. So, um, you know, the, the neck joint actually comes all the way into the bottom of like the humbucker pocket. So, I mean, there's a lot of meat there that's actually holding the guitar together. And, uh, I find it to be real resonant. It's not incredibly difficult to do, to get it right and get your break angles right and everything. And as long as all that's there, man, they sound, and I, I can't tell a difference between that and, you know, a neck through, but I like the break angles and things like that, which for me personally, gets difficult to try to pull off with a neck through design. Right. Um, they tend to want to be a, a, a flatter plane um, on the guitar. And uh, I think that the break angle does something um, to the tonality of it. You know, it's uh, you've got your, your strings are bending at two different points and they're bending hard and it just makes it... it uh, in my opinion, it, mm-hmm. it becomes a little more musical that way. Um, yeah. and I just, I, I like it, you know, it gets the strings up off of the body a little bit, you know, and that, you know, in an acoustic guitar, a lot of your tones coming or your sound is coming from, you know, the strings ricocheting, the sound waves ricocheting off the back of the guitar and then coming back up through the sound mm-hmm. hole. And, you know, that distance and that, that liveliness that you get there, I feel like with the set neck having, you know, the break angles uh, well, helps think, that. Yeah. I mean, you could... If you wanted to, if you're at home and would like to do this test, <laughs> and you have a flat top, uh, like a dreadnought or something, and an arch top, you'll hear a very distinct difference. Yeah. And really, the only difference there is you got a neck, you got a, you got a, you got a break, and you've got a, a raised bridge, right? Yes, I on mean, an arch top, you've got your raised bridge. Uh, you obviously, don't have the there's a little bit of an arch, yeah. but for most part, you're talking about a bo- uh, a wood box. And strings that are attached on one end and another. Yeah. But of those two types of guitar, you know, like uh, on a Dreadnought, it's like, you know, those strings are so close to the body. For for most, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, sure, somebody's gonna be no, not the wood guitar, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. There's there's exceptions to every rule. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's yeah. I don't. There's I, a sweet musicality that you can't get. Yeah. From. Uh, a dreadnought that you can on an on an arch top that it just you do it you 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 hit it and you're like oh man that sounds fantastic I think that you know when you're talking about that that's immediately what I started thinking about yeah it's and I mean it's it's a subtle thing you know it's yeah. not it's not like a you know, you blind test plug in a a bolt on you know that doesn't really you know like a, a telly or something that doesn't have a lot of break angle versus you know you plug in like a es335 like well that's not an apples to apples you know but um you know, or an sg so you got a telly and an sg one of them's yeah. got a break angle plug in a blind test you're probably 
nine times out of 10, nobody's going to notice the difference. Me personally, maybe it's, maybe it's all in my noggin, but I, I well, like I think there's the, a difference uh, between hearing it from through an app also. Yeah, versus that's true. Too. When you're playing it, even if you are playing through an app, you still feel it and you still can hear that music from the guitar not coming out of the amp, you know? Yeah. So anyways, this is the tone podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh man, that's going to be a can of worms. I'm going to have like 30 people on the Instagram. So oh, man, you have no clue what you're talking. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't wake them up there. Yeah. That's good. I'm okay with that. No, dude, I like it. I mean, cause you know, as far as me being, you know, a builder, I mean, there's some stuff I can't describe. Uh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like there's only, you know, like when we were coming here, um, on the ride, you know, over here, you were using food terms to <laughs> describe your tone. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, like, using, no, I like a little is, candy cane really in my distortion. Yeah, I, I, and I, I use still the term, don't understand this term. Just, I use the term so umami. The what? <laughs> umami, which is it's a it's a Japanese phrase that it, it describes a somewhat indescribable flavor. Okay. Uh, it describes or, or, or Todd's taste. complexity of his brain. I don't, this is true. Anybody Rather than he could say well, it sounds it, amazing, he says it sounds unami. Well, unami. Uh, umami. Uh, umami. Uh, yeah, umami. Yeah. See, I don't even remember. Yeah. So essentially, we were, we were talking about uh, the difference between uh, a tube screamer and a and a clon or a clon clone or whatever kind of clony kind of you know overdrive that you like. Uh, I was t- talking to him about the one, uh, one of the ones that I built, and I said, "Hey, I'd love for you to play it and just tell me what you think." We got into the tube screamer versus blah blah blah, and uh, I was saying that I I liked the I liked how mine sound because it had a, a bit of a indescribable ghost tonality to it mm-hmm. kind of like umami he's <laughs> like what <laughs> and of course i had to go to wikipedia and then read yeah. it yeah. and even after reading the description i thought i got it and then i described it to todd and he's like no that's not it <laughs> so yes. i still don't know yeah that's kind of that's kind of my mo so <laughs> yeah, anyways about my pay grade <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, let's see um you started uh you started building your own guitars we got into you know a, a little bit how you did that now when, what, what did you hit? Where did, what was the, like the first bump in the row where you was like, oh, or maybe there wasn't one. I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm guessing. Pick a day. Um, <laughs> uh, no, nah, one of the, the biggest struggles I think I, I ran into initially was um, it, it kind of started off as uh, nobody knowing, you know, the people willing to take the risk on, you know, trying an unknown builder and things like that, um, which that's started to subside a little bit. I mean, it's, there's lots of bumps. Um, uh, material cost was one of the big ones. Uh, you know, we spoke briefly earlier today about that, actually, uh, that being a thing. You know, people, um, it's very easy to... Um, Oh, I could I could buy a insert big brand name guitar here for that amount of money. Why would I, you know, and you get a lot of that. And what people don't understand is it's actually pretty costly to, to build by hand. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you know, months and months of work to start a guitar and, you know, go from, you know, I mean, you guys see the wood pie, you yeah. know, to go from literally beams of wood and you know to turn that into a playable instrument and you know all the labor that goes into that and um 
you know, the cost of materials too. I mean, you know, like the large companies and stuff, I mean, they're buying, you know, truckloads of stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're just, you know, I'm, I'm one guy, a truckload of uh, mahogany would last me, you know, yeah. the rest of my career, you know, and yeah. uh, it's just, it's, that's not the model that I, you know, I build about 20 to 30 guitars a year right now. And that's, that's still a lot. That seems oh, it's, like, I mean, that's, that's cooking too. <laughs> yeah. That's so, you know, it's just, um, I mean, it just, it takes time. Uh, and it, and that was kind of one of the nice things about, uh, when we, when we partnered up, um, it kind of opened up some doors to, um, making things a little more feasible, you know, uh, to where it, it was, you know, Hey, I, I can, uh, I can, I can get a pizza tonight, you know? <laughs> uh, so it's, it was, it was kind of, uh, it was nice to, um, that was one of the biggest hurdles was trying to, to break into the, I need to be able to buy enough stuff to make this feasible that I could afford to sell these right. and, you know, not be literally giving them away. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of one of the, the biggest hurdles that we had to cross there. And, um, and you know, like, uh, building a name, I mean, it's, it's hard, especially, you know, if you haven't, you know, I didn't work at, Paul Reed Smith's custom shop for 20 years or, you know, didn't, you know, didn't work for Gibson. I, you know, none of that stuff. I'm, you know, self-taught, you know, I'm a guy that happened to discover I had a pretty good talent for something. And, yeah. um, you know, some, uh, we've been lucky that, uh, some guys have recognized that and, you know, really ran with it and really champion, uh, what I build. Um, Dirk Miller, for instance, uh, from Rusted Roots, uh, been a, a, a big guy with, um, helping promote, promote the guitars and things. Yeah. Um, I've also got some other, um, friends that aren't as uh limelighty but also are very incredibly uh bill hilt for instance a great musician um just has a like has just pages of things that he's of accomplishments that he's done but he's also you know he's not a like in the spotlight guy but you know if he was been a huge supporter from like day one though you know i mean um you know started off with uh you know hey man can you do some setup work on a couple of these guitars to wow man you make some pretty nice guitars can could you make me a couple of guitars you know and he's turned into a repeat customer customer multiple times. I think I've built four guitars for him now wow. since then. And, you know, just, uh, you know, I've just, it's, it's nice. It's like, you get those guys and it's like, those are like family. Like, you yeah. know, those guys come in and you're like, man, like, you know, you believed in me when like nobody knew who I was and, you know, you saw something and you kind of like rolled with it. So it's, it's always kind of cool with, with that aspect. And, you know, you see like a guy that you sold a guitar, you know, two years ago, you know, you, um, David Allman from, uh, uh, telecommand band we were talking about earlier yeah. you know he'll they'll put they just had a recent show and posted some pictures up and it's like just him like ripping on like a cuda and i'm like man that's so awesome like the guy is ecstatic about this guitar that i built and you know he loves it i see every every time they post photos he's playing that guitar and it's yeah. just it's a very it's a very um personal and i guess prideful feeling i mean you know pride you sign a bad the back thing, of your headstocks yeah i do i i didn't before uh i didn't for a while um actually i started signing them around number 25 or so mm -hmm. um but the early guitars i didn't i don't know why i didn't i think i was it was part of that um i guess part of that uh 
people taking a chance thing. I guess when I first came out, like I didn't really want to like promote it as, Hey, I'm a one man shop because I was afraid that people would be like, Oh man, like look at this, you know, goofy this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's just some guy trying to do a thing, you yeah. know? So I wanted to kind of like, I tried to be very careful that like I didn't divulge too much and I guess tried to, you can't uh, come out too big either. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a, it's that's like a delicate balance. Yeah. yeah. Perfect balance. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't like, um, I didn't, push a whole lot of like the hey look at me i'm the builder kind of thing like yeah. out the gate and i don't know if it was helpful or hurtful i mean some guys i'm sure like into the idea that man like you're the guy that cut the wood and you glued that and you inlaid yeah. my fret like you did every bit of this you know and other guys are like oh man like i'd rather have a factory built instrument you know it's just an appreciation for you know two different things you know well, I, so i think that there's also an element of you know one thing that you're providing for someone who is interested in in uh, a handmade instrument or, or or any kind of craft whatever you're in whatever you do uh the idea that someone like like how i felt i'm like i discovered you right <laughs> i didn't discover you for everyone else but you didn't hand me a pamphlet and say here's my jam dude you are gonna love it yeah i I stumbled on a, like this little treasure and I was like, oh my gosh, look what I found, you know? And that's a special, that's, that's, that doesn't happen much these days. So when you do find that, it's really impactful, you know? Clearly, I'm sitting here because of that. So, which is very uh, cool. You know, I think that whatever path that you chose, like, I'm, I think is great. And, and I, I, I appreciate when I, see that in other people and that's something that i've really tried to focus on with this podcast in particular i mean mike's another guy just like that you know it was like i he didn't send me anything he didn't i i found him accidentally and i i didn't find his voice telling me how awesome stuff is i i had to kind of discover it a little bit i gotta say the same thing actually when you you came in he was telling like I was like, oh yeah, you know, we're doing you know pedals and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm not really a pedal. But <laughs> yeah. you came in, I'm like, oh cool pedals. You know, you plugged them in. I was like, holy cow, those are awesome. Like just <laughs> yeah. really great sound and stuff. And that's and that's cool. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah. you know, like I'm like, oh, but I'm like, man, like, uh, are you gonna leave a couple of those here with me? Like, <laughs> you know, it kind of yeah. triggers that yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. you you no, know, I know exactly. Well, and I had to tell you. You did. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Jared too. Is that I mean, but that those are the kind of people that are in this industry, like Jared or Mike are not the type of people that are going to um, go, let me tell you about the thing that I do, blah, 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 and I'm so yeah. great. Yeah, It's like Mike doesn't put uh, pedals together. He designs the sound that goes into the pedal. Yes. But it, he's not... It shows, like... They you sound ask incredible. That. That's, the, that's yeah. the way you find out. <laughs> or listen to uh, episode number. I'm not really, I can't remember what episode. But if you want to hear that episode, when we first interviewed Mike Trumbly of Red House Electronics, you can listen to it on theguitarnobs.com for free. Oh, yeah. Nice My favorite price. Middle, right? nice. <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, I, I made a, a big hoo-ha about the, your, you know, your aesthetic or your design choices. And... Talk to me about what influenced that and, you know, how you kind of found, because that is somewhat, you know, that, that is a, that's a luthier signature. Yeah. Uh, it was 
a lot of nights at the light table. Um, a lot of nights uh, asking, you know, my fiance, you know, hey, what do you think of this? You know, oh, that's cool. You know, maybe if you, oh, okay, I agree. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of that, and then trial and error and stuff, and um, you know, from the from the, it was just. I guess the influences in it, um, if I had to kind of break them down, some of them are probably going to seem a little odd. Like if you kind of shoot, yeah, well, it, the concept, if you see a refrigerator. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to get it. Yeah. But. Uh, it was a space. Line. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, uh, the concept in as a whole though, I did want to design something that felt familiar, but also really kind of like set itself apart, you know, and like, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, like I wanted to Da Vinci my name. It's like this weird, like term. I've, I watched some documentary on Da Vinci and, yep. you know, and, uh, it was, uh, talking about how he technically like borrowed things here and there, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of his inventions, he might not have been the initial inventor of the th- he didn't reinvent th- the wheel. Yeah, there yeah. there would be like three or f- he would like cherry pick three or four little things like, oh man, you know, if these four guys would have got together, they could have made this. Right. You know, and that was kind of like how I like an owner Palmer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You had your so, lemonade. You had your iced tea. Yeah. Yeah. Combine yeah. them. It's an amazing drink. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> that was kind of how it happened. You know, I I kind of. I was like, oh man, you know, I really like the way like a Firebird headstock looks, but you know, I like the carved details and things like that, but I don't actually like the Firebird headstock, you know, and right. I, I loved the, uh, the big 70s Strat headstocks. Yeah. Those were awesome. I thought those were the right. coolest thing, you know? So, you know, there's like a little bit of elements of both of those kind of built into the headstock. Um, and you know, and so that kind of is where that sort of kind of came from. And then, um, you know, the Moss rights and, uh, I've always had a thing for like cheap old guitars. Uh-huh. Um, you know, growing up, like we didn't have Gibsons in the family, you know, we had a sure. lot of harmonies and K's and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And, uh, so that was, you know, uh, we had actually one of my favorite guitars was like an old Kent eight, five, seven, if I remember correctly, three pickups in my hollow, kind of like a Bigsby type tremolo, sure. real cool guitar. But, um, it, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, no man. So back, back on the guitar. So, so, you know, it was essentially kind of like uh, a little bit of Iceman, uh, a little bit of SG, a little bit of Jazzmaster, a little bit of Mossrite, um, a little bit of uh, Arnold Hoyer. Um, a little bit of Dodge Charger in there too. Yeah, so I think, yeah in, sure. the, in the names, I somehow <laughs> land. I like. I'm actually a Chevy guy. I, yeah. I'm a GM guy, and somehow I ended up landing on like the Mopar No Car. Yeah. You know, name name thing there somehow. I got to the Challenger and the Cuda. Well, there's. A, I mean, but there's a there's a. When you know, when we were talking about something familiar, mm-hmm. when I when I look at you know uh, you know. Most of the ones that were that you have, uh, maybe except for the telly, there, I'm I I I get thrown back to when I was a kid, and there were wood panel walls with posters on them and a stereo and pictures of muscle cars and stuff. That's yeah. what it feels like. That's my childhood, man. <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> like yeah. I mean that that is kind of a lot of it. I mean, growing up too, like like my dad for um 
for for money or what you know he would he would uh paint cars so he'd like flip car you know he's he was like the gas monkey before there was a gas monkey, right you know so he would uh so growing up there was always like a lot of old cars like old mustangs old buicks you know we had a 60 impala at one point in time awesome oh, wow. car wish he would have kept that one but um so growing up you know it was a lot of like riding around you know no seat belts in the front seat and stuff sure. and so you know i there's definitely is some like automotive influence in some of that stuff and i've maintained um, it. there's a I mean that that permeates guitar world, building culture, yeah, everything. You you can't not look at a guitar and 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 sorry, you can't look at a car guitar and not somehow draw some connection to some type of car. Well, the, you know the the electric guitar, you know, coming out in the fifties and the sixties, you know, was really where a lot of it like really like grew its roots, mm-hmm. you know, for the like solid bodies, you know. So, um, but it was also a huge time for like Detroit and like the cars. Yeah. So, I mean, well, just everything in general Flashy was like a paint, space shiny age, metal. Man. Yeah, it was curves. like you know they don't build them like they used to, and I mean they really don't. You know, I think that a lot of uh, you know stuff now is, could just kind of like really like a lot of like rehashing of stuff and it's it's really difficult to kind of come up with something that is new without you know just looking so far out in left field that you're like whoa that's yeah you know so it was it was a struggle and um it seems like it's been well received um i'm i'm pleased with it and uh other people seem to be pretty pleased with it so yeah you know it seems like i kind of hit what i was going for um you know even that though it saw like three or four refinements like pit guard shape went from like one big pit guard to three split pit guards to two pit guards now i'm like got like a single pit guard and i still offer all three of them because it kind of looks cool with all three options but well the 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 multi-pick the multi-pit guard uh is uh reminiscent of um like a, like a Burns kind of yeah, thing, you know, which like is, the Burns Shadow cool. man, that's an awesome <laughs> guitar, and that's the that's the stuff that I find real cool too. Like you know, it's like I've you know, fifty nine Les Paul's an awesome guitar. You know, Les Paul's an awesome guitar. You know, yeah. Strat's an awesome guitar, but like you can only see so many of them before you're like, well, that kind of looks you know a little bit yep. like the one I saw before. You know, but like you start getting in like like the Burns Marvin guitars and like the Flight that was a wild yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just like some of the like oddballs out there yeah. i think are just real cool you know well you know speaking of oddball i think um i'm not looking at you mike but the <laughs> you know, if, we're, if we're talking about some of the you know i think you know i mentioned some of the 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 the, the finer elements uh, of the design that, that you have in the guitars like just even the like i don't know what you'd call it is it a dove like a dovetail carving on the back of the headstock? Oh, the volute. The volute. Yeah. Yes. Um it's uh that's kind of uh, been refined more and more as I started to um the first couple of guitars it was a little lumpy and you know things yeah. and then it kind of turned into like kind of like a smoothed out but kind you of didn't point. have to do that. Yes. Yeah, well, well you, if you don't want to well in my opinion. Yes. It strengthens the headstock, right. so for the, all those clumsy moments, it uh, it's kind of there. So well, it um, looks nice too. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, it is kind of a sweet. you know it, it started off as nice a type. as a function thing, and then the the more I the more volutes I carve, the more I tried to like turn it into like a little bit of like a, a it's kind an, of a an art thing, thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. like hey man, like let me kind of you know make this look the same yeah. every time and add a little bit of detail to it, and so it it kind of did sort of. I I guess a little bit of a signature. I can't take credit for it. I mean, volutes have been around forever. Sure. There's a lot of guys. Actually, there's, uh, in particular, Scott Walker does some awesome volutes. He does mm. this double dart thing that's just 
real tasty. Yeah. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to check so, that out. I'm not, yeah. not super familiar. Oh, Scott Walker makes great looking guitars. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're just inspirational guys. You know, yeah. um, Denny Cop, too. I think yeah, we yeah, spoke we, about yeah, Denny before. About show, Ed, Another everybody. guy that I'm like, I you know, like I admire. Um, so, yeah, yeah, great. You know, um, I think maybe maybe one of the most striking things on, on uh, you know, I don't know if you have it on. I'm trying to remember if you have it on all the guitars, but you have a... Um, uh, a route, a non-continuous route. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. uh, it's, Is that, am I saying that right? Uh, yeah, it's, um, is it a bevel? German carve, okay. uh, is kind of what, what I call it. Okay. Um, but yes, it, uh, it kind of starts and stops here and there, which I kind of, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier a little bit of SG, Following the body shape, a little bit of SG. Influence. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in an SG, if you look at the, the heavy bevels they've got there, you know, it'll start it's, you know, over here, it's real wide and then it narrows down, yep. and, you know, it kind of a little bit of that play on drawing your eye around the guitar yeah. and, um, things kind of starting and then disappearing. So um, if you're following along in the car, and trying to imagine what the heck we're actually saying. Mm -hmm. If you can imagine in your okay, don't close your eyes. Sorry, (laughs) keep those open. Close your eyes. Um, You know that bevel that we were just talking about on an SG. If you, you know, that's a flat bevel. Mm -hmm. But if you imagine that that was like a C-shaped bevel, very much like a Moss right. Yeah, think of like a like a yeah. Okay, like a Moss right, and. and Follow that around, so it, it you you're you have a a detail that is it's not subtle. Like on an SG, it's actually really subtle. Yeah, this is not subtle, but it's not totally overbearing. And not only is is it not overbearing, but somehow you managed to draw. You made something that is not subtle. Drew more attention to it by not staining it yeah like the top of the guitar yeah but it doesn't feel overbearing at all it feels like that was always supposed to be there it was kind of designed in that way um i i liked uh that's actually got a little bit of a a nags influence um in a weird way it's they look nothing like a nags it's i keep dropping everybody i'm like man buy every guitar out there (laughs) buy them all get one of mine too but get them all because we love guitars i mean that's you know that's the thing it's you know you can't you didn't grow up in a vacuum yeah i mean you know you can't avoid it you see something you think it's cool eventually you know but um so yeah, that was actually a little bit of I liked uh Nags was doing is still is doing the stuff with like the double perfs. Um, you know, so they'll have, you know, two tones on on the top of the guitar and yeah. things like that. And I thought I was like, wow, I mean, that's such a cool concept that you can kind of, you know, play with the colors in in that sense. And I thought that was a really interesting thing. And um so when I was designing that, uh that was one of the things I wanted to do was to try to because I don't I don't know how they do the double purpling and I don't, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. So I was like, well, I was like, you know, I was like, this could be kind of a cool thing. So I did sort of like a blend between what, um, like a Paul Reed Smith has a natural binding around the outside edge of that. So at where the top drops off, I leave that masked off and then do that in a natural yeah. and then continue the color down there. And it kind of adds like this neat little like pinstripe yeah. of just natural curly maple um, on, on the flame tops. Uh, some of the, uh, we did the kudas don't have it, um, but it's, it's gotta be a flame top to have it. But um, you know, it's, 
it's just a neat detail that kind of like pops it, you know, and you know, same thing with like the bindings. Like I remember when I first got started, I was like, you know, did like the Paul Reed Smith kind of thing. I was like, Oh, natural bindings, you know? And then I started trying to do actual bindings. I'm like, this is hard. I got to route a channel and this, I gotta, I gotta heat this plastic and bend it and it's got to fit right. And you know, it's, um, but at the end you're like, Oh man, yeah, that's, that's why Gibson's are really nice. You know, like that binding, like it does it, it, it's a thing. It's a class, man. It's yeah. it's you know this is a this is an instrument. You know it's, yeah. it's so it's it's I don't know. I, I do like the binding though. I mean it it kind of shows that you went that next level. Oh, know, thanks, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't want to just slap something together and then you got it. You know, uh, and plus it just really adds so much class to it. Thank um, you. Yeah, I love the binding. Yeah, <laughs> I really you know. Um, speaking of that, um, and he told me the term, and and I I feel like it doofus because i can't remember the term but red rocket guitars um he did uh he does some cool stuff oh too. my gosh he uses those uh the checkerboard the check- like yeah but but he called it something and i can't remember what it is but anyways that was one of those things when i first saw it i was like whoa that's yeah. crazy how did you know he's yeah. got some tasty stuff if you'd like to hear the red rocket episode go to the guitar and listen to it for free ding ding <laughs> Uh, uh, if I could mention something, um, so, you know, before we get way off the subject or anything, but one thing I do love about your guitars is, uh, you know, is like, usually you pick up a strat and you play strat things. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know what I'm saying? You pick up a telly, you're going to play some telly things, you know? Um, you pick up, you know, SG, Les Paul, you're going uh, to, for me, I'm going to play something really rocky. You can get some back in black going, yeah. you yeah, know? And, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, and one thing I liked about your guitar is it kind of left my brain not knowing what to play exactly. It's and actually kind of cool. I had never thought about that aspect and, of it. Yeah, That's kind of you know, cool. Before yeah. this, uh, you know, before we started recording this, we, uh, you know, as they mentioned, we started playing on a couple of my red house pedals and, uh, you know, usually I, you know, being the builder of these pedals, I kind of, you know, I know where to dial them in. Well, picking up this guitar, I didn't know if I was going to play, like, I didn't know if I should go for my Stratfield stuff or I should go for Rocky, but it kind of, kind of more opened my mind. Um, cause you know, you see a lot of guitars and you just automatically label them. You know, you see a guitarist with, you know, like uh, you see somebody with a telly, you're like, oh, that guy's going to show me some country, <laughs> you yeah. know, or something like that. But what I really loved about your guitars is uh, it kind of left me just being open minded um, and playing things I don't usually play. So uh, uh, that's something I really got to throw at you for appreciation. Thank um, you. Yeah. And I mean, because you look at the guitars and you don't know what. It, you don't you don't know where it fits in you know to this genre of you know all these different types of music um but yeah it's definitely something sweet yeah i would agree i would agree because you know in one fell swoop you were blazing some 70s rock and roll and then <laughs> you came in mike with like some really ambient stuff. Very cool. Really, really. Mike, Mike's a very good guitar player. Yes, he is. Uh, I was like, man, can I get some video of that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one moment we went from, uh, like, you but, know, busting out some Ted, and then all of a sudden we went to super ambient, and then we yeah. went to some funk, too. I mean, we just, I mean, just, we fun. were bouncing yeah, around. Yeah. And, and none of it felt alien. Yeah. You know, so that, that, was, that was good. You know, 
moving forward uh, with, so, you know, where you are right now, do you think that this is uh, just going to, you just going to kind of maintain this, this kind of flow? Are you looking at new models? Are you, where, where are you, where are you going to go? Um, I've got uh, one year plan sticking to what I'm doing. Uh, we just um, set up a, a dealer in uh, Destroy All Guitars um, out of uh, North Carolina. Um, great company. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you guys are probably familiar with them. Um, so we just set up with those guys. So in the, in the meantime, like we're focusing on challengers and kudas uh, for the rest of this year. Um, that said, I have a new model. You guys got to check that out. I've got the first prototype of that done. I've got a couple other versions uh, with different pickup combinations that are in the in the rack right now. Yeah. Um, uh, so those are going. I also have a base that I've got sketches for already that I just um, it's just trying to like keep up with like if I want to I want to be able to maintain what we are doing already because yeah. uh, I'm limited on how many guitars, you know, so if I spend a lot of time like developing new models, that takes a lot more time than just um, a lot of trial yeah, and error. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going through all the processes that I've already went through with the Challenger and the CUDA in that sense. So developing new models is sort of a a slow but ongoing process. But it's actually one of my favorite things to do um, for me. Like I, I like growing and and moving forward, like I don't want to stay stagnant, I guess mm -hmm. is, you know, so, um, with this, you know, going back to like, we talked about, you know, you can only see so many Les Pauls and so many tellies, like, you know, I can only make so many, well, I can make as many cool challenges and kudos as you want. Please come and visit my website <laughs> and buy them all. But no, I mean, but you know, you get to a spot where you're like, oh man, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm doing my fifth black CUDA now. Okay. Yep. That's cool. You know, but, um, so for me, like, I, I like creating new things and um, really that's that's where like long term, you know, five year plan, you know, mm -hmm. is is that I've got, you know, a handful of models. So it kind of keeps me on my toes and I get to, you know, I can do a, you know, batches of, you know, I'll do the Superbird. Oh, oops. Uh -oh. a little little nugget there uh, -oh. uh you know a challenger a cuda you know <laughs> a new model um you know and things like that and just kind of uh work those things in and uh i mean yeah that's you know one year stick to the plan five years you should see quite a few new things coming out of uh a little old shop here yeah so that's, that's cool awesome. man that's awesome when you when when you are building are you building only to order or are you building for stock uh, do a combination of both. Um, yeah. Depending on when the orders are placed, they either get uh, they will either be put in the queue. Um, I, I tend to try to build in batches of ten. Um, it just uh, for me it makes you know setup times and things like that. If I'm you know if I'm setting up my router tables and I'm setting right. things up to do the different tasks because I mean it's it's a pretty small shop you know so um, when I'm setting up to do things it's you know it makes more sense to do ten of them at once. And then, you know, so it takes a little more, you know, so it takes a little longer in the end, you know, about six months to complete a batch of 10, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it just takes a little time. So sorry, I got totally, no, I, man, I you're boned good, you're it and lost My, it. <laughs> where, where, where I was going with that is that, you know, you, you said you, you don't like staying stagnant. You like pushing. And one thing, if, um, if you, again, if you are not familiar with uh, these guitars, uh, if you visit him on Facebook, one of the one of the cool things is you 
you tend to put out like, so here's here's the the laydown of what I have. Do you guys like the gold pick guard, or do you yeah. like the you know the clear pick guard, or you know what? I think I actually said clear pick guard at one point. I actually I I wish I'd have showed a picture of it. I had a mirrored. I was like, man, if Paul Stanley ever calls, I am prepared. Yeah. Like this thing is ready to go. It's just yeah. waiting. So if he's listening, you Paul, call me. You're doing that. <laughs> you're opening it up to people, but. For somebody that builds, you know, uh, a handful of guitars and puts that much time into um, all of the the design decisions, and then to do to take a guitar which you know to be very popular in in black with a tort guard, and then say, "I'm going to whitewash this with gold hardware." Like that's kind of a big move, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, pretty. That's pretty bold and. You know, you, you you've got it. You've done a couple green ones. I think you did. You got a purple one. Like yeah. Oh man, I did this really cool um, in the early days. Uh, my buddy uh, Steve Albeans, um, he did like a custom order. We did kind of like a Jackson Kelly style uh-huh. guitar. That was a really fun build. Had this gorgeous top. It kind of. Um, went between like a bird's eye and a quilt it was a maple but it was just like just this crazy radical top and i remember when i was you know out you know on a wood trip i was looking for stuff and i knew i had that guitar coming up and the way that everything kind of like the way that the grain flowed and stuff i'm like man that will look just awesome uh, on that guitar, you know, so, um, Thanks for keeping it clean. Yeah. I almost, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, very I passionate just, about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but you know, I just, I was like, man, that's just going to fit perfect. And it, and it did, you know, like I got it all book matched up and I'm laying it out and it's like, you know, it was weird the way that it went because it went from like this crazy bird's eye to this very, cloud like um quilt mm-hmm. and it kind of like shifted out to the right and it just it followed up that like upper horn of you know because yeah. it's like a jackson kelly so it yeah. just kind of like tucked right in there and like just looked like the wood was born to be, to be that yeah. guitar right you know and it's just that's that's stuff that i really enjoy too is kind of like getting to you know i'll i'll lay stuff out and oh well you know like i should you know traditionally i would stick this this way because that's how that goes but i'm like but man if i flip it now all of a sudden this does this really unique thing and i like playing with that's the nice thing about being a small shop is i can like really like pay attention to the smallest details you know like make sure like oh well the neck and the body and everything came out of the same piece of mahogany you know so Mm -hmm. in theory all the density should be the same it should all resonate the same it's all you know it's gonna it wants to it it's its own family you know at that point well also Um, you're driving this train yeah which is the business and so that's really awesome because your personality your what you find interesting is going to pop out you know like what you said you know you could have this guitar but if you flip it this way you know then that's yeah that's already leaving a piece of your footprint yeah so i think that's really something awesome especially guitars um you know, like you said, there's a million of this shape. There's a million of that shape. And they're and all great. Get, like, I don't mean to knock yeah. on anything. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love exactly. tellies. I love SGs. Yeah. I love, I love like, guitars, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, like, it's sweet with your stuff because you're, I mean, you're getting something from out of the ordinary. Or, you know what I'm saying? Something yeah. different from the norm. So that's going to, I know I keep bouncing back to this, but that's going to make someone like me who's you know a guitarist that's going to make me search somewhere else you know because i have this new guitar with this new personality 
um, which, you know, I, I, I just think that's really awesome, especially being a small business. Mm-hmm. You're able to do that, you know, um, choose the direction of where your company's going. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Solid. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm really at home here. I like this. I like I know, this place a lot. I really do feel like, yeah. Right? Um, I mean, I ate. I'm actually at home I ate here. Food so, here. Yeah, yeah. Right now we got candy and yeah, yeah. peanuts on the, peanuts yeah, the on table. The table. Saw yeah. I'm looking around. There's like Todd soft got, lights. It's kind of like sawdusty. Todd got some tea too. Stuff. So it's some, like, we got the river right outside tea. too. Yeah. There's, he gets to build here and, and, you know, we pulled up aside from a, these, you know, a little bit of traffic. It was, you could hear the river flowing right out, out front of the house. chirping. fantastic. Yes, it, it is beautiful. I'm going to put the, the cherry pie? on here because uh, there's actually about a half mile up the river, there's an eagle's nest. <laughs> like, I literally see a bald eagle out here oh, at least man. three is, times a summer. That's awesome. So, We're getting like a taste of a Yeah, this is like taste of it's, USA. It's America. Right this is if America. If your fiance yeah. comes in with, an, with a hot apple pie, that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, literally like. Yeah, there's two slices here. of apple pie in the <laughs> fridge still, actually. Right before the podcast, I went and sat on the porch and then just seen the river flowing. And, yeah, and now we're inside drinking some. Yeah, exactly. Now we're inside drinking tea. It's, yeah, we're at yeah. home here. It's the American dream, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, we well, pull up in a pickup, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was one there. Maybe there wasn't of any particular <laughs> oh, color that I won't yeah. mention. Oh, yeah, yeah. Classified yeah, location. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Classified yeah. location. Might have been so, oh, man. Okay. <sighs> Check this box off of my list. This, good stuff, yeah. man. Um, we're going to jump into our would you rather and we don't have little buddy jared to i miss seeing him today i like jared he's a good he's a good egg he's a good egg um he is so we're gonna do that right now i'm gonna impersonate jared would you rather (laughs) he really likes doing that's beautiful uh all right everybody so question for today is would you rather have a pinstriped telly or a paisley telly chase i would actually go with the paisley which surprised me so i'm a big billy gibbons guy you know it's okay. so like a pinstriped anything i'm like yeah that's the way to go yeah but i've got a thing for you paisley actually have several examples of that in here yeah yeah, yeah. okay paisley <laughs> telly any particular reason um i've just always had a thing for him i think I just think they're cool. The, the traditional um, pink. I I like the pink paisley, but I think if I was going to do it, I'd probably go with the crooks guy. Just these, yeah. Okay. And then I would probably go with his uh, the uh, the diddly bow. Yeah, or not the diddly Billy bow. Billy. He does he does like a Billy bow in okay. like a paisley, which is. You know what would look uh, what might look actually cut pretty sick. Now you're talking about different colors. Um, so Lincoln guitars. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Lincoln Guitars does a really spectacular, um, like, silver powder. Nice. Like a silver powder paisley. Does that have, like, a sparkle to it or something? Or yeah, like... it's just, it's a luster. Okay. It's like a luster. It's not oh, flake. Oh, that's right? kind of cool, yes. A silver powder with, with a, like, a you know, a, a white silver paisley. Dang. <laughs> nice. That would be pretty tight. So, you, Lincoln... 
they do, do that. Some, <laughs> they make some cool stuff yeah. too. Hey, I like, like to hear the Lincoln podcast. Go to the guitar. Nice. Man, you've had everybody on here. Yeah, I was definitely late getting around. I'm yeah. sorry, man. <laughs> All right, Mike. All right, for me, I'd probably have to go with pinstripe. Uh, like I said, I'm a simple guy. <laughs> I like just a nice, sleek design. Um, the Paisley for me is a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys look at my guitars, they're just really plain. Um, cool. So man. I would, I do the pinstripe though. Uh, I'm sim- like I said, I'm a simple guy. Um, it's already even hard enough trying to get the pinstripe on my guitar. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I get you. Well, I definitely I'm gonna go with um, pinstripe too. Yeah, I've always I I've kind of always wanted a pinstripe. I almost did a telly in a, in sort of like a a, a, a burnished flat black. Nice. You know, with uh, with some some pinstripe on it, and just didn't. Yeah, someday. My, my early days of mod, and I did a uh, old uh, ESP Viper yeah. three hundred one, yep. and uh, dummy coil up in the neck, and eighty one in the bridge, and flat black, and did like you know the the spider webs in the corner, you yeah. know, like <laughs> super like of the moment. That yeah. was like the thing for me at that time. But yeah, that's that was a cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. And I know you have some pin, you got pinstripe guitars. Uh, You've yeah. got some yeah. amazing looking pinstripe guitars. And if you want to check those out, check out his, his, uh, Facebook feed or, or Instagram. Uh, he's got some of those on. What's there. your Instagram handle? Uh, it's a uh, chasing underscore vintage underscore guitars. Okay. He does have so, a beautiful feed though. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for man. For real. Yeah. It really is beautiful. Okay, everybody. This has been super good, super fun, super enjoyable and super time to go. Cause we're, we're at, uh, we're running. Well, actually, I'm not going to say we're running long anymore because I do long podcasts. So happens yeah, over whatever, itself. Man. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys both for coming out. It was great to sit. Oh, with absolutely. You guys. Yeah. Thank you. It's Please awesome. come out again. Yeah. Awesome. Bring pedals. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And we'll bring Jared out. He's he's gonna. Oh, I know he's so <laughs> angry right now. I uh, did. Yeah. Jared would. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'll tell him to bring the 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 orange sparkle else. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but I love it because he loves it. Anyways, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit us at our website at theguitarknobs.com for episodes, news, and guest profiles. You can get all social with us on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs. Give us a tweet at guitar underscore knobs. And check out our gallery on Instagram at guitar knobs.